so Faith, your first ever trip? Uh, my first trip was to Toronto, Canada. Pretty stereotypical for that to be the first trip of an American. It's just an easy like border cross, right. but um, it was actually a boys trip. There's 10 mm -hmm. guys and I was kind of like that plus one girl. Um, so I didn't really get to see the cultural aspects of mm -hmm, the country. Mm -hmm. It was more like, let's go to the mall. Let's go, go cart racing and right. things like that. So um, my second trip to, which was to Bermuda, mm -hmm. was the first time I was able to really explore. And right. that's when I really fell in love. But what was the feeling like when you went to, when you, I guess, left the country for the first time? There had to be, even though you knew that it was kind of like a boys trip to you, but there had to be some excitement there still. Yeah, definitely. Because, um, I had only gotten my passport, I think, two months prior because mm -hmm. it was a requirement right. for my job. But travel was never a reality for me. I never even thought about it because mm -hmm. I'm the type It's like, if I can't afford it, I'm not even going to put it in my mind. Right. And like going, growing up, I never traveled really. And then even in college, I would just work. Mm -hmm. And I would look at everyone else going on spring breaks and family vacations. And I'll be like, that's nice, but I have bills to pay. So right. I would always use like all my breaks for right. work. But what school so, yeah. did you go to college? Uh, Penn State University. Got you. Really? Penn State? Mm -hmm. So you're a Floridian, but you went to Penn State. But that has to be a travel experience in its own, too, in a way that there's a culture shock separating the people from Florida and the people from Pennsylvania as well, or I guess the people at Penn State. So it was actually, uh, to switch it, I'm mm -hmm. from Pennsylvania, so ah. the culture shock was coming to Miami. So then how do you like Miami, being I, from Pennsylvania? It's definitely a change. I love the city because mm -hmm. I grew up in the country, so this is like this is my first time like country girl going to the city. Right, girl, so. right. And um, what part of Pennsylvania? All over. I started in the Poconos, so mm -hmm. like really mountainous, mm -hmm. and then once I went to college, that was like... I went to Pittsburgh first, the Penn State Pittsburgh mm -hmm. campus, mm -hmm. and then I transferred to Maine and State College, which is in the middle of Penn State. Right. And then I actually moved to Maine for mm -hmm. a year because mm -hmm. my mother was living up there. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's when I shot all the way from the north of the country all the way down to the south. And what's it like weather-wise? Do you miss like the snow, the cold uh, winters and things like that? I do now. Now that I've been in Miami about four years, mm -hmm. um, when I, I just came back again actually from Toronto and I saw snow from the sky and it just made me feel so at home. Right. And I actually had been, I've snowboarded for 10 years of my life really? um, but have I've stopped since I've been in places that don't have it mm -hmm. for 10 years so right. it's like I'm missing that um, snow experience right. I definitely want to one day go back to snowboarding mm -hmm. as in somewhere as crazy as like maybe Japan I think it would be amazing that would be dope personal question because I've always wanted to go snowboarding personally which one do you think is easier and why do you like it more snowboarding or skiing so I started skiing when I was seven, switched to snowboarding when I was 10. Mm -hmm. um, and skiing, I definitely suggest for beginners because it's like you put your legs in what they call the pizza and you mm -hmm. just kind of like slide down the mountain. Right. But I switched to snowboarding because I feel to me it's more stable. Mm -hmm. Like in my head, <laughs> um, when I picture skiing, I was like, if something were you're going speeding down the mountain, if something were to happen, I feel like my leg could crack one way, my mm -hmm. other, my well, leg. Well, that's go the other. how I feel about skiing. My biggest fear is doing a split. Right. Yeah. So snowboarding, I like that I'm locked onto, and mm -hmm. so like if I do fall, like my whole body's going together, right. which might scare some people. Right. Not being able to break free, free, mm -hmm. but for me, it's just yeah more stable. Now, growing up, what was your childhood like? What were the influences? that you had growing up that I guess made you the person that you are today so before I guess even even the traveling type thing but who was faith the person 
So I grew up with a single mother mm -hmm. and I'm an only child. So it was really freeing. My mom is an interior designer artist. So mm -hmm. she's very like free bird mentality. Right. So I didn't really grow up with any discipline, but I, d I didn't go crazy because of it. If mm -hmm. anything, like I became self-disciplined right. in result. Um, but yeah, so I've always been more of a dreamer and I... I've never been like money focused. Everything about me is happiness focused. Mm -hmm. um, and I definitely get that for my mom. I didn't grow up like in a household like grubbing, grubbing, grubbing for greed and money or anything like that. Um, right. I just want to be happy over there. So also growing up with a single mother and you being an only child at that, happening to be another woman, another woman added to the household, there has to be some sense of independency, a strength, a sense of strength. I guess that comes from that too as well, right? Right, definitely, um, because I hadn't even, I was never into dating. My first boyfriend I only got at 25 years old. Really? Yeah, so mm -hmm. I was, because I grew up with someone who was just, like my f main focus was trying to figure out my passion and my career, so right. that was my only focus. I dabbled obviously in college, but like I never wanted to settle down because mm -hmm. I felt like I would be restricted or like, um, I would have to compromise with people like I I thought that if I got into a relationship in college mm -hmm. and college would end I was like, okay I'm gonna be forced to either break up or like I'm gonna have to leave my dream for his dream or he or vice versa mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm just not even gonna put myself in the situation I'm gonna focus on college finding who I am in my career path and then I'll worry about love in, in right. the end Have you found love? I have yes. so <laughs> now that you're in a relationship What are your thoughts on it? I was like, this is so easy, <laughs> but um, it's, I'm just grateful that I found, I feel like my other half and right. someone who really gets me. He lives in Bermuda, so it is a long distance relationship mm -hmm. that we've been in for about two years, because right. I met him actually on that Toronto trip, my okay. first international trip. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's just, we're always on the same page about everything, right. so it's really easy. And that has to be fun too, because now it gives you a reason to go to Bermuda every now and then. Right, mm -hmm. I feel like that's that also upped my traveling, because every, usually it's like, when you live in the same city, you might get comfortable and like you just do like Netflix and chill dates yeah. and like pizza here and everything like that. But every every meetup for us was a vacation. Right. So it was always a chance to plan another trip and another trip. And mm -hmm. when we first started seeing each other, it was every five weeks. Like right. my employer was like getting um, was hating me at the time because it was like I was always using up all my vacation time. Mm -hmm. um, but I was just really. But I mean, that's <laughs> what vacation time is yeah, for, yeah, right? Course, yeah. Like, psh, go on vacation. Keep doing you. Um, now, let's backtrack a little bit. How did you first get into traveling? Uh, so it started with my first job in Miami, which was Sandals Resorts. Mm -hmm. um, so they're a resort company across the Caribbean over seven islands. Mm -hmm. So when I got hired there, they said it's a requirement to have a passport. And at the time, I didn't. Um, so I quickly got one. And over the course of two years... I was able to see those seven countries mm -hmm. and then add Canada and Bermuda onto that list. So it was right. about about nine countries in two years. What makes the perfect passport photo? Oh, mine is horrible. Because <laughs> oh I feel gosh, like everybody's like is horrible. <laughs> like thinking of mine, I can't wait till 2022 comes because if I'm not mistaken, that's when I have to renew it. So I'm like, fuck, I can't wait till <laughs> I like redo this thing because it looks horrendous i know the perfect world would be like use my one of my instagram photos right. mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah that's definitely not the reality um yeah. the best picture i've ever had was my most recent mm -hmm. driver's license so miami driver's license they take the best pictures so you actually <laughs> renewed your florida license plate i mean yeah. your florida driver's license excuse me yeah so i have the old one so i'm a fan of the old one i don't know for some reason there's like an emotional attachment <laughs> with the old one i don't I know i do keep all my ids i think mm -hmm. i still have one from pennsylvania right now as it pertains to tips while traveling right 
booking is a huge one. People want to know uh, when can they get the best deals, when is buying the cheapest, things of that nature, especially as it pertains to traveling overseas. So what are some of the booking tips, I guess, that you have that you want to share? Um, as for flights, I usually stick to Google Flights, mm -hmm. but I do actually use that Tuesday rule, um, mm. which sounds like a myth, but I have seen like looking at calendars all the time with the prices that right. Tuesdays and Wednesdays usually be usually are the cheapest. Mm -hmm. And I also use that tip of going on private mode right. um, online so that Google doesn't remember your search history. Because it like, has something to do with algorithms. Correct. Too, from what I heard. Yeah. Ah. So they, they'll raise the price if they see you keep looking at it and keep mm -hmm. looking at it. Right. Um, as for hotels, I tend to stick with like hotel.com mm -hmm. and they usually have great deals. Um, but if I really want something good, I'll go to Airbnb. Right. Um, and I've realized that if you book like maybe three weeks out, it might be nerve wracking and you'll have a lower selection, mm -hmm. but those prices can be cut like in half. Yes. I think that's something that I've noticed too. Yeah. Um, what do you like more about Airbnb than you do with hotels? Um, you get more space. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely like that. And I like to feel like I'm not a tourist, yes. and so it's like I feel like I'm going home. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Now, booking also, right? You mentioned something about being Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Now, is that to book, I guess, looking for deals on those days or booking on those days? Um, it can fluctuate because I've noticed that Tuesday can either be the day that prices drop mm -hmm. or vice versa. It could be the day that prices change right. because I did read an article in my um, my ex-employer also told me that there's a whole article that came out and um, I'm trying to remember. It was that, oh yeah, I think that changes, flights change on Monday. Mm -hmm. um, so, but the flights online, when they put in the numbers, mm -hmm. that it changes on Tuesday. Got you. Necessities. What are some must-haves that you got to take with you whenever you go somewhere? Gel, okay. <laughs> but that's a personal preference because <laughs> curly hair is not to be messed with. Right. But um, on a serious note, definitely my anchor battery charger, okay, um, phone charger because I spent I spent like fifty dollars on it in Amazon, so mm -hmm. it was like pretty pricey in terms of a charger. But I picked it because it can charge your phone up to seven times, your laptop up to three, mm -hmm. and so I just feel like that's the perfect thing for someone constantly on the go who can't just keep going back to the hotel right or looking for a socket somewhere mm -hmm. and what else like headphones things like that yeah definitely headphones but what's annoying is like uh, all the planes have the regular sockets mm -hmm. and now yes. with the newer phones right. and so um i always have to steal my mom's old headphones right, right. and things like that but yeah and what's something that I guess you have an emotional attachment to that you have to take with you? Is there like maybe a diary or even like a childhood teddy bear? Like, do you have anything like that? I don't think I bring anything certain like that, but I think what means the most to me is my camera because mm. um, it really, I love capturing everything. Like right. it's, it's, it's not just taking pretty pictures, it's capturing memories. Mm -hmm. And I just am so grateful for today's society where like we have everything our whole lives online and right. that like I'll be able to share that with my children because mm -hmm. before it's just kind of like you'd have them in your photo books they could get ruined people aren't even really serious that about those pictures right so so you have like a private kind of moment thing but you also have a blog could you talk to us more about your blog yeah so I started that I believe June 2019 so mm -hmm. this summer um, and I was super excited about that I really wanted to just 
go more professional and I felt like having a website is the best way. I remember I was just looking at this Wix ad and their slogan was like, make it real, like make a website. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what it was for me. And I use it um, as basically travel inspiration. So I write a variety of things like international recipes so you can feel like you're still like in that country eating the food because that's the hardest part is to leave the food. Um, But also inspiration as like best restaurants to visit maybe in Dubai or like um, my travel guides when I go to a place. But I think what makes my blog different um, is that I never want to overwhelm my readers. Mm. I like to, I don't want to, I know there's like, it's helpful to some people to have like that in-depth guide that tells you like, turn left here, go right here. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, I kind of want to just give you like a gist of it. I want to break it down super simple and have my blog be super skimmable, basically. (laughs) Like, these are the places I went. This is what I did. Um, And you can go here, but don't, don't. I don't want to make it seem like I am planning every moment of your trip. At the end of the day, like travel is exciting because it's your own experience. Right. So. And that actually is a perfect segue into my next question. When you travel personally, how do you find the things that you want to do? Like, is there a website that you go to or are you kind of just like, all right, I touched down. Let me just do whatever I want. Um, yeah, so I'm super organized and super like planner. Um, I think it took me a couple months to plan my three week trip through Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I had a whole document on Word, like of uh, where to go in each place. And I look, I look at the places um, first. I think over blogs, like I'll do like a simple internet search, um, see like top places. Um, Then I'll also do um, an internet search for lesser known places because I always like to have um, a mix of both, like that touristy city, but also like off the beaten path. Right. And then next I. I'm obviously about visuals, so I'll go to Instagram and I'll go like on the places search and my saves are so organized mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I'll have one for every country. I'll have like shots here and things like that. So Yeah. Do you have a favorite city that you've been to so far? Mm-hmm. Favorite city. Or before I even pressure you <laughs> into that question, where did you go in Europe? I went to five countries and ten cities. Um, two cities per country. So in Barcelona, I s- well started with Spain, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. went to Barcelona, then I switched over to Palma, the Palma de Mallorca, okay. the island, and then went over to France. Started with mm, Nice and Colmar. Okay. Never heard of Colmar in my life. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah. Just now. So, um, but it's actually where they got the inspiration for Beauty and the Beast. Uh, like that town, uh, so it's I like that old cottage. Yeah, thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So that was really beautiful, and that was my whole intent. Where it's like, go to Nice, like that glamorous, right. like ritzy place, mm-hmm. but also go to a place that you've never heard of. Now, did you accidentally land in Colmar, or was that some place that you looked up prior to going to France? Yeah, I looked up because okay. um, I wanted to make sure that um, I had a small town place, right. and mm-hmm. that was out of all the small town places in France. That's yeah. where I fell in love with. Right, and then where else? And then went to Switzerland. That was, I think that was it. That um, I started in Aldeboden. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's about an hour drive for Interlaken. <laughs> All these are different names. Yeah. But that place is just, even when you're there, it looks like you're staring at a green screen. It is not real. Those really? mountains are insanely yeah. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after... I went to Geneva because that's where I flew out of. Mm-hmm. Geneva, I didn't really ha- find much to do. It was kind of like, 
it was the waterfall and then just like a normal city. Right. Um, and then I switched to Italy. That was a beast <laughs> to maneuver. <laughs> um, I started with Florence. Okay. It rained the whole time. So I feel yeah. like that literally uh. put a damper on it. But mm-hmm. um, but it was super beautiful. Like right. love. I think it's the Domo. The cathedrals anyway mm-hmm. are super gorgeous over there. But. And then uh, Italy went to Naples. So I stayed in Naples in Airbnb. It was actually a castle that I stayed in. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. But then I tackled the Amalfi Coast. But my biggest tip about the Amalfi Coast is basically know how you want your trip. Like me, I'm all about like I want to take control of my own trip. So I was like, I'm not going to get on a tour bus and like be scooted around because I was like, I need the time to work, which is like take my photos and um, make sure that I plan my own trip for my blogs and things like that. And so I rented a car, but I didn't really get to see the Amalfi Coast. I got to see the highway of the Amalfi Coast mm-hmm. because there is not any parking. In Zilch. the Amalfi? No parking. You will not yeah. ever find a parking spot. Maybe if you go there at four o'clock in the morning, maybe. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I really only hopped out of my car, took a picture, hopped back in. Right. Um, the only time I even got to really relax and, and soak in its beauty mm-hmm. was going to a restaurant. Right. Now, you've done a lot of traveling and you still have more traveling to go, right? But you're also a working woman. Now, there's people that kind of feel like, well, I have this job, like I can't go anywhere. For those people, what are some, what's some advice that you have for them that they could actually achieve their traveling goals but still maintain a full-time job at the same time? Uh, so how I did it was I'm a fan of short trips and but lots of short trips Mm -hmm. so i can never be the person who's like okay we're gonna have two trips per year and they're going to be two weeks long or even like a week long my trips are always about three to four nights um so it's like it's a rushed experience but for me it's like you get the gist of the place um and for me that's all i need i don't really need to stay there too long although obviously i would love to if i could right but um yeah i think just shorter and more trips right um, when you travel, do you travel alone or do you travel with a group, with someone else? How so I have yet to do a solo travel trip. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And I would love to do that just as like a bucket list experience. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously my first trip was with that group. And then I always travel with my boyfriend. Right. And then when on work trips, I'm traveling with mm-hmm. coworkers and things like that. But now, you live in Miami. And you're also a woman who does travel. Even though you don't travel alone yet, you still travel in groups or with your boyfriend and things like that but you still have to protect yourself like at all times i guess what advice do you have for women when they are out alone or whether it's at home or whether it's abroad because obviously women are more vulnerable Mm -hmm. than men and so what are some advice you have for them to just kind of make sure that your head is on a swivel at all times I would definitely keep in contact with those maybe abroad. Like, even though your family might not be with you, I would always be in contact. So it's like, you know where I'm going, Um, things like that. Same what they say about Uber, like text somebody where you're going Um, and just small self-defense, like pepper spray, things like that. But obviously, like you said, keep your head on a swivel. Like I'm always super on high alert, like left and right, left and right. and yeah, just don't just be like that locked in millennial that has their headphones, keeping head down and just like super susceptible to mm-hmm. any attack. Things right. Like that, so. Got you. Now back to favorite cities. Um, and then after after Italy, I went to Greece 
that was actually my favorite food, which is like funny because really? you'd think it'd be Italy, mm-hmm. um, which obviously was absolutely delicious. But right. I, because I'm a pescatarian, I've been one for about 11 years. Mm-hmm. So they, to me, had the best seafood because right. they're like right on an island. Mediterranean. Um, it was super delicious. But um, yeah, in Greece, I went to Athens. Okay. I didn't find much, much to do there. But like the Parthenon was absolutely gorgeous. And mm-hmm. I was like, tip there. I wore sandals and I was slipping all over because like the ground is actually marble, like just natural marble. In so, Greece? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're um, exploring the Parthenon. But, right. Um, but yeah, after that is when I went to Santorini. And that was just gorgeous. Yeah, like, I hear great things yeah. about Santorini all the time. <laughs> now, customs wise, uh, Obviously, you're going to learn different things about different cultures when you go to different places. What are some of the more interesting things you've learned about uh, a country or a different group of people, culture-wise, things like that? Um, I feel like what I've learned is mostly has to do with the Caribbean. Like, I just I've always seen them as such like friendly, like the sweetest people and everything like that. Um, but. Mm, <laughs> I'm trying to think because mm-hmm. it's like I feel like with the Caribbean and Europe like there isn't much in terms of differences mm-hmm. um, there were like stereotypes that I feel like were confirmed in terms of like accents which right. is like funny and enjoyable mm-hmm. but I haven't really ventured over to say Asia or the Middle East yeah. where I feel like customs are of like how you're wearing or mm-hmm. like when you need to be more quiet inside of a church or anything right. like that. Um, so I haven't run into any really customary roadblocks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are some of the funniest accents you've heard so far? I wouldn't say funny, but I think the, f- the most fun to confirm was French. Really? Yeah. Did you learn any French? Oh, I, I'm horrible at language. What? I'm like cowering my seat right now. I'm just like, oh, don't even say languages. Obviously, it would be amazing to learn, but I, I started with French Okay. in high school. I did that for two years. Mm-hmm. Don't remember a lick. Okay. Never learned anything. Didn't right. do well. Were you paying attention? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, And then I went to college, and because I studied broadcast journalism, mm-hmm. Um, I it was a requirement to even graduate. And right. so I was like, that actually is what held me up an extra year because mm-hmm. I was like, crap, Like now I'm going to have to learn this. But um, then I tried Italian for two mm-hmm. years and mm-hmm. I tried Spanish for two years. Right. Don't, never learned any word. Really? Like, I cannot, it's just like, my brain just blocks it. Mm-hmm. It cannot comprehend. And right. I just feel like it's probably because for me, it's difficult to spend an hour with a language and then go home for the rest of my 23 hours mm-hmm. and speak English. Right. I would have to literally be thrown into the middle of, say, Mexico right. to learn Spanish because it's the only choice I have. Mm-hmm. So it's either learn it or be lost. Is that an interest? Do you plan on throwing yourself <laughs> into Mexico? so that I you should. I should. Because <laughs> one day I would love to learn, obviously, Spanish living in Miami. I mm-hmm. was like, man, I can't even move to this city unless I like nobody's going to hire me. Right. I don't speak Spanish and I've like made it through mm-hmm. but um I think Spanish I would love to learn as well as Mandarin Mandarin I know go hard go home <laughs> yeah for, I heard Mandarin is super tough but it's actually a language that's moving up on the charts of most spoken languages in the world right. and I think it's just solely because there's so many people in China mm-hmm. but there's people about to leave China and go to these other places too that Mandarin is probably just going to become one day as popular as Spanish is exactly for yeah. some people all right um let me see 
there's so many things I want to ask you, but I'm just like overwhelmed. Where do you plan on going next? Um, I'd love to explore Asia because it's like I've done like the what is it, Western world. Mm-hmm. So I definitely love to explore um, Asia, but I would like to do another one of those like three week bulk trips right. um, where I just explore like a bunch of different countries and a mm-hmm. bunch of different cities. Um, I was saying in terms of snowboarding, I would love to go to Jama- J- ah, to Japan. I was about to say Jamaica. No, <laughs> I mean, they did have a bobsled too. Right, so. right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd love to do that. And yeah, just ex- obviously Bali, right. um, very stereotypical. And I was saying like now, I feel like people are past even just vacationing there. Now I'm seeing so many people building and buying property in Bali. Right. Um, so that'd be amazing. But yeah, just they are too. Is there somewhere that like you visited that you would actually move to? I love the United States. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's hard. I, I like. I feel bad because like when I was in Europe, people are like, "Oh man, like that's you're so lucky." Like, um, I would have never want to come home. But like, there's just something where. I love home. Right. First of all, I love having somebody somewhere <laughs> to come back to right. and having my Walgreens and my Walmarts yeah, and like yeah. my, my conveniences. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not home as in Miami or Pennsylvania. Home is where the heart is for me. So it's like home is just like wherever my mom is. Mm-hmm. We've, I've moved probably like probably 22 times right. in my life. Um, really? and I'm only 27. Yeah. Why? I Why? feel like so many times, not like different places, but right, like right. different homes and Got things you. like uh-huh. that. Like if something didn't work out or like we just wanted to explore a different area. Cause my, that's also another reason, like how my, me and my mom are like, mm-hmm. we like to keep it moving. So the fact that I've almost been in Miami for four years, like would make me cringe, but I mean, it's so beautiful here that I'm like, Oh, okay, I don't mind stay, right. sticking around. But mm-hmm. I did. I was exploring trying to move to LA, <laughs> but um, yeah. I, but because I moved around, it's just I. I'm so used to not being. I don't like feeling stagnant or stuck. So um, yeah. I just. What do you think about the food in Miami? It's different than the food in Pennsylvania. And the culture, and the music, and the nightlife. <laughs> I mean, Miami's such. It's there's a lot of differences between. Not just Miami and Pennsylvania, but just the South and the Northeast right? as well, too. I feel like it's affected my mom more because mm-hmm. she's always like people in the South, people in the South, like not to be negative, but she sees it as like they're not on that New York pace. It's not like go, 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 right, go, right. like everything's slower. Mm-hmm. And so she's used to that fast. And so that's the only where she where she struggles. Mm-hmm. But for me, like I love everything about it. It's, it's beautiful. I love the people mm-hmm. um, and the nightlife and the food is where I probably struggle with because I don't like much hispanic food mm-hmm. like i don't love cuban food right and stuff like that and it's only just because um i don't really like a lot of fried things and i feel uh, like everything's gotcha. so fried mm-hmm. but um i do love mexican food have you tried haitian food no i i haven't i i kind of stay away from caribbean food too mm-hmm. because it's i feel like it's it's very meat. hearty it's meat yes. based too right. and i don't uh-huh. eat meat right so like i do i love their fish obviously right 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 but I'm mm. I, but if I did eat meat, I know I would love <laughs> right. all of it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, if you could create your own city, what would it have in it? Especially like taking from other cities you've been to and things like this. If you could create Faithville, what would be in Faithville? What would make up Faithville? I think it would definitely have like a mix of both like the big city as well as the country. Like mm-hmm. why I love California is that I can be in the warmth of LA, mm-hmm. but if I just drive three hours east, I can be in the cold mountain right. of like snow and everything. So I like having like that two climates mm-hmm. at least. Cause like in Miami you get one, <laughs> right. but um, 
So in a way, you miss seasons. Yeah. I mean, I do love just... I mean, it's dead of December right now, and I can still, I'm can still i still wearing, like, shorts and things, and right. I think that's fun, but it's, like, there's a time and a place. I would yes. like to maybe drive that three hours. Mm-hmm. If there was snow in Orlando, that'd be so right. convenient. That would be dope. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, definitely different climates, different um, terrains and things like that, but really, it's the people. Mm-hmm. I would love to just, as much as cities are, at the end of the day, they're super diverse. Like, um, so I would want people from all different countries and... I wouldn't want people segregated like with the Chinatown or like the Koreatown type of thing or the little Haiti. Yeah, yeah. But I, I want it to be mixed, but I do like that everybody has their own section, their own home and like their own foods and things like that mm-hmm. that they can add to the melting pot. Right. So that's an interesting point that you make. And so do you have like a favorite culture town? Like do you is Chinatown your favorite or Little Havana or Little Haiti or things like that do you have like a favorite little or a favorite town I think Little Havana Mm -hmm. because it just it it sets you back to like that Cuban feel right and um I just like like the art deco right and things like that right have you been to Cuba yet I have not no really Mm -mm. you have to you have to visit I haven't been yet either so it's like kind of like I'm talking shit but but yeah I see pictures and things like Mm -hmm. that but I know so nostalgic right and I know you've gone to so many places in the Caribbean too do you have like a favorite Caribbean place you can't say Bermuda either I know because that is my favorite yeah but I'm biased um (laughs) I think there's something I love about all of them obviously if for the party aspect the fun aspect Jamaica um the beauty aspect would be Antigua or Grenada really yeah they're absolutely gorgeous Really? Super like lush, like mm-hmm. it's all about. Right. All about. I know Saint Lucia mm. is kinda like on that's the rise right now and stuff like that, but that's the first time I've ever heard anyone say Antigua or Grenada. Sometimes I hear Anguilla mm. even before I hear those two places. Yeah, those are they're I think they're it's like they're called like the East Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um and those prices flight wise are priced here. That's why it's like they're uh, more like, Oh, it's you're going there rather than like a quick hop over to right. Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um but it's, it's worth the trip, worth the money. It sounds worth the trip. Now, you also, before we get out of here, you also had a message. We were talking to you, I was talking to you earlier prior to the podcast, but it pretty much was what faith wants to bring to the world, in a sense, mm-hmm. as it pertains to what your message is. Could you share that with us? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think kind of to give some background on it, it started when I was 16. And so I feel like that's where you have like this solid thought okay like what am I going to do for my career and I probably went through like eight different career paths in my head when I think from 10 to 15 <laughs> I want to be a veterinarian mm-hmm. and then when I got to be 16 I was like you know what no I'm going to be a music producer mm. and then I was like okay I'm heading to college I'm going to be broadcast journalism but just because it would be cool to be on tv but then you get into it and it's like that's not the reality of it and then I was like you know what maybe I'll dabble in public relations and I was like no no, no. let me I got I got into a modeling club and I was like, it would be awesome to be a talent scout. And then I graduated, and it was time to find my first big girl job. So I went into corporate, and I got my first job in marketing. Never had any experience or interest in marketing, but it's just the first person who hired me. And then while I'm typing away, probably like a, just a month into the job, I just stopped. And I looked around, and I was like, is this it? Like, is this like what everybody's rushing out of college for every society's telling you get that job get that nine to five grind and for me it just 
I felt so out of place. And I was like, this cannot be the rest of my life for the next 50 years. You want me to sit at this computer at a desk in an office? This is not life. So it was actually a temporary job. So after I left that company, I was like, you know, I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to go back to the arts. And so in Maine, I took some classes and I was like, instead of rushing off to LA to pursue my dreams like everyone else, like I'm going to play it smart. I'm going to move to Miami. And that's actually why I came here. And I was like, I'm going to get up my resume. I'm going to get some solid work, build up some contacts, and then I'm going to move to LA. Once I got here, Miami's very expensive. <laughs> very. So um, I ended up like just getting this marketing job with Sandals like I did. Um, spent two and a half years there and it was a good job, a solid job. I learned so much, had a great time traveling. And again, like I owe Sandals everything to me, like falling in love with travel. But at the end of the day, I, from day one, I was not meant to be in an office and um, doing that. I was not happy. So that's when I decided to leave that nine to five, I think at the end of April. And I, and I traveled and I did that three week trip through Europe. And I think it was, but to back it up, I think during, it was New Year's. So it's been about a year that I finally discovered my passion. Like that's the point. And that was always my number one goal in life is to discover my passion. Like, cause to me, I didn't want to just get a job. I wanted to find something that I was going to live, eat, and breathe if I was going to do that for the next 50 years. And I f found that when I discovered that my passion was content creation. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like when my life did a whole 360. Um, and I just became a different person. I was so much happier. I was like, it was the epiphany of a lifetime. And I was like, I want everyone to feel this. It is, it's, there's just nothing like it when you find out what like your purpose is and what you're meant to do. Um, so back like when I quit and I took that leap to pursue my dreams and things like that, I was like, I'm gonna go full force with content creation. And and then I began traveling and I started my blog. I launched my YouTube. Um, there's even more things that I want to do, like start a, probably like a YouTube series that kind of interviews different people who are kind of doing like the not nine to five grind. Like say, oh, I want to be a professional model or something like that. Mm -hmm. I would interview them because I just feel like peop not everybody is as brave and as like daring or surrounded by supportive people that allow them to just go after their dreams. I feel like some people need or, or feel like they want direction. They want a template. Like, how did someone else get successful at being a model? Like, how did she go from this little town to now being on the cover of Vogue? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, those are the type of people that I want to interview and just give people a map mm -hmm. and more confidence to feel like you can do it because they did it. Mm -hmm. And there's just... I just want people to live their passion. Like my, even in my um, Instagram bio, it says pursue what excites you. And that's really what I live by. You should come out with a podcast called Faith by Faith. <laughs> Perfect. Um, um, that's it. Do it. Yeah. Because it sounds great, to be honest. That's a good you. name. Because my thing was like, I think it was going to be like a YouTube series mm -hmm. called like Pursue What Excites You or something like yeah. that. Call it Faith. Faith by Faith. Faith by Faith. <laughs> Love it. Step by step. Exactly. Faith by Faith. Faith, where can the people find you at everything? Social media, the blog, how can we contact you or just follow you? Yeah, so on Instagram, um, my handle is at I am Faith Leia. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and Leia is like my stage name. That's not even like my real life, my real middle name. I got that from like that movie Columbiana. Right, right. Um, but yeah, it's just stuck. I love it. But and, and as well as my website, I am faithleia.com. Right. Thank you so much, Faith. Thank this you This was having a great me. interview. We got to do it again, I guess, after you come back from Asia. Okay, yes. Definitely. All right. But thanks, Faith.